David was a famous antique dealer in his town, but there were loads of people who envied him. The man had a beautiful young daughter called Liza. One evening, when the antiquarian was busy in his workshop, his phone rang. A man told him that they had David's daughter. If he wanted to see her again, he had to give his jewelry collection to the man waiting at the doors. David requested to talk to his daughter. He asked her just one question. I have two hands, but I can't scratch myself. What am I? When David heard no answer, he said, It's not my daughter, and hung up. What's the answer to this riddle? Liza would know that her father was talking about a clock. It took nine years to build the world's tallest skyscraper. Every next year, the builders managed to double its height. How many years did it take the skyscraper to reach half of its maximum height? Eight years. If the constructors doubled the building's height every year, the skyscraper was half of its final height a year before it was completed. Divide 30 by one half and add 10. What will you get? The correct answer is 70. Most people divide 30 by two, add 10 and get 25. But when you divide a number by a fraction, you should actually multiply it by the denominator, which is the number below the line. This way, 30 times 2 plus 10 equals 70. You find yourself in the middle of a forest with three paths in front of you. The first one is covered with burning hot coals. The second path is so cold that it feels like Antarctica right under your feet. And the third path is covered with sharp nails. Which path uh -oh. should you choose? The second path. All that ice is bound to be gone soon. It's too close to the hot coals. The police were looking for Kyle for two days. The guy went hiking and never came back. Finally, he was found. Someone had hit him on the head and left him lying in the bushes. Kyle only managed to say, friend, and lost consciousness. The police officers had three suspects, all of them Kyle's friends. Zachary said he'd spent these last days at work getting ready for a conference. Jeremy told the detectives he sprained his ankle and had been in bed for four days. And Billy explained he'd been to New York for business. He even showed the police officers his boarding pass. Who's responsible for the accident with Kyle? Billy showed the police just one boarding pass. Then how did he get back from New York? His story sounds fishy. Jordan was very late for a job interview, but when he drove up to the office building, he found out there were no free parking spaces. He decided to leave his car a bit further from the entrance. Oh no, even though there were several other vehicles in that area, parking was prohibited there. Luckily, Jordan came up with an idea and didn't get fined. What did he do?
he took a parking ticket from another car and put it on his windshield. It looked as if he'd already been fined. Hey, I didn't say it was an honest solution. That day, famous chef Logan was going to have some very important guests in his restaurant. He was anxious because his future depended on how they would appreciate his food. Everything had to be perfect. There was only one hour left before the guests were supposed to arrive. And that's when Logan discovered someone had left ugly red handprints on his sparkling white jacket. He examined the stains. It was ketchup. Logan knew that some of the cooks didn't like him. Look at them and try to help the chef figure out who's guilty. There's a pair of gloves stained with something red in the trash can. The only person who isn't wearing any gloves is the cook on the left. He was the one to spoil Logan's uniform. Linda was in a cafe with her boyfriend, and their date wasn't going very well. At one point, they both got angry and started to argue. Suddenly, their waiter came up to the table and handed something to Linda. It was a note with a strangely written word. Lowercase t, uppercase r, lowercase o, uppercase u, lowercase b, lowercase l, lowercase e. Trouble? Linda was confused. What could it mean? Can you figure it out? It's a rebus puzzle. The waiter got worried and asked Linda, Are you in trouble? Abby invited her best friend Nina to go skating in the park. Soon, they got really hungry and decided to buy some burgers. They chose similar toppings and added lots of sauces. Ten minutes later, Nina got very sick. Abby had to call 911. Paramedics took the girl to a hospital and diagnosed severe poisoning. Can you tell which sauce was poisoned? This one, Abby didn't use any garlic sauce. When Nina got better, Abby took her for a walk. They spotted the spookiest house in the neighborhood and decided to check it. <laughs> that was a big mistake. When they got inside, the door behind them suddenly disappeared. Now they have three ways out. There's a zombie behind the first door. A creepy vampire is waiting behind the second door. And there's an angry ghost behind the third door. Which way is the safest? They should choose the third door. Ghosts may be spooky, but they can't cause any real harm. Okay, well, maybe you might get slimed, but... Nina and Abby found themselves in the next room. The door leading outside was open, and they ran toward it. But an old witch popped out of nowhere and yelled, <laughs> Not so fast. You've got to solve my riddle first. Why are these words in such an order? Nina and Abby failed to crack this riddle. What about you? Here's the correct answer. The words rhyme with 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. That's why they're in this order. The witch teleported Nina and Abby to her basement. But the girls didn't give up and found three ways out again. 
The room behind the first door was filled with toxic gas. It was extremely harmful to their lungs and skin. There was a 300-pound weight above the second door. It'll crush anyone or anything that steps inside. And a hungry tiger was waiting behind the third door. Abby and Nina hesitated for a while and made the right choice. Which door did they choose? Nina took off her boot and threw it on the floor in the second room. The weight crushed the boot, and the girls ran into the room and closed the door. After that, they escaped through the window. Unfortunately, they got lost in a magical forest. It was cold since it was winter. After wandering around for a while, they saw three roads. All of them seemed dangerous. If they picked the road leading to the left, they'd have to go past some hungry wolves. And if they went straight ahead, they'd have to go through a village where werewolves lived. And the third path went over a lake covered with thin ice that could crack at any moment. Which way should they choose? They should follow the second path. Look at the sky. It's a new moon. And werewolves are only dangerous during a full moon. Nina and Abby got home safely. But someone had burgled their apartment while they were absent. They called the police. And they questioned three neighbors. Jeff said, I was away all weekend, fishing with my friends. Holly said, I didn't leave my home. I was painting the walls in my apartment all weekend. I love bright colors, you know. And Lucy said that she'd been singing karaoke with her friends and hadn't heard anything suspicious. Who's lying? Holly. The walls in her apartment are mostly white, but she said that she painted them in some bright colors. Nina got a job in a bookstore. On her first day at work, she found a vintage watch on the floor. Three people came over to claim it. Kevin said that he bought this watch when he got his first salary many years ago. Violet said that she'd inherited the watch from her grandfather. And Dylan said, This watch is priceless. My wife gave it to me for our fifth anniversary. Can you tell who owns this watch? It's Violet. She has the narrowest wrist. That's why the girl made an extra hole. Otherwise, the watch would slip off her hand. Abby went on a date with Jerry. He invited her over. But as soon as Abby got inside his apartment, Jerry turned into an evil wizard. He decided to make fun of her and said, I'll give you a chance to get free. Just make me breakfast tomorrow. If it's good enough, I'll let you go. And if it's bad, you'll stay here forever. (laughs) The next morning, Abby came to the kitchen and began cooking. When she turned away from the stove, Jerry added a whole box of salt to the pot. But when Abby served breakfast... Jerry understood that he'd have to let Abby go. What did she cook? She cooked boiled eggs. Abby got a new job. She had to assist a railroad supervisor. One day, they faced a huge problem. A faster train was approaching a slower one. According to the schedule, the slower train had to let the faster train go first. 
Abby offered to use an auxiliary railway line, but it was too short for the slower train. Abby didn't know what to do, but finally, she found the solution. What did she realize? The faster train should use the auxiliary railway line. Now the slower train can move back. When the main railway line is free, the faster train can go first. The guys got very hungry. They separated to find some food on the island. Lisa found this palm and decided to pick some bananas. Greg walked through the jungle for some time and noticed this orange tree. Robert discovered a pile of coconuts on the ground, and Brian decided to catch some fish. Only one of these options is safe. Which one? A creepy snake is hiding among these bananas. A tiger is sleeping behind this orange tree. A scorpion is chilling on these coconuts. So fishing is the safest choice. After dinner, the guys gathered around a fire. They agreed to take turns sleeping to keep the fire going and scare wild animals away. Robert drew lots to be the first on duty, but he was very sleepy. Brian told him, It's okay, I can swap places with you if you guess my riddle. I'm as light as a feather, yet no man can hold me for long. What am I? Robert failed to crack this riddle. What about you? The answer is breath. Greg, Brian, and Lisa went to sleep, and Robert stayed by the fire. Early in the morning, Brian woke up and saw that the fire had gone out, and Robert was gone. Brian woke up Greg and Lisa, and they started looking for Robert. Can you help them find any clues on the beach? All four of them are barefoot. But now, there are boot prints in the sand, and a drone is flying in the sky along with the birds. It seems that this island is not as deserted as they thought. Brian, Lisa, and Greg walked around the island and found a villa on a rock. They wanted to come closer, but suddenly, they heard Lisa scream. Someone left a trap in the jungle and the girl fell into a well filled with trash. It was very deep, and Brian and Greg couldn't help her get out. Suddenly, it started to rain, and the pit began to fill with water very quickly. Lisa screamed, Help me, please! I can't swim! What should Lisa do to survive? She can take these two empty canisters and use them as a life buoy. And when the water level rises, she'll get out easily. The guys continued their journey to the mysterious villa. On the gate, they saw a combination lock with this clue. In the first line, one number is correct and well placed. In the second line, nothing is correct. In the third line, two numbers are correct but in the wrong places. In the fourth line, one number is correct but in the wrong place. And in the fifth line, one number is correct but in the wrong place. Can you help the guys open the gate? Let's start with statement 2 and exclude numbers 9, 
2 and 0. From statement 3, we can conclude that 5 and 7 are in the final code, but we still don't know the order. Let's take a look at statements 4 and 5. Both lines say that one digit is correct, but in the wrong place. So, the remaining digit can be either 8 or 6, but we already know that 7 is in the code. Therefore, the digit that fits statement 5 is 7. Now we can exclude 6 and conclude that the remaining digit must be 8. Now, let's determine the order. In statement 3, we have two correct numbers in the wrong places. Since the third position in the code is already occupied by 8, we only have one option to put 7 first and 5 second. Therefore, the correct code is 758. The guys entered the villa. The backyard was full of pirates, and they were having a pool party. Suddenly, Lisa began to cry. Can you guess why? Robert is chilling with this lady pirate in the swimming pool. The girl is just jealous. When they finally came up to Robert, he said, Hey guys, check it out. These pirates let me join them. Greg, Lisa, and Brian decided to leave that place as soon as possible. But Robert wanted to stay because he got engaged with Gemma. She was a big boss there. Everyone worked for her. Brian looked around, searching for a way out. He noticed these three guys. He realized that one of them was an imposter. What about you? Can you see the imposter? It's the third guy. He has a police badge. He must be working undercover. The police officer's name was Mike. Brian asked him for help. Mike pretended that he didn't speak English, but later he gave Brian this note. It was encrypted, and the ink was to disappear in 10 seconds. Can you crack the code? It says, helicopter. Venus was expecting her delivery, but it was running late because of heavy rain. She had to go to work, so she asked her boyfriend, who had a day off, to get it from the post office for her. When Venus came back home, her boyfriend said that he had just been to the post office, but the package hadn't arrived yet. Venus understood that her boyfriend hadn't gone anywhere. How did she figure it out? It's been raining all day, but the spot under the car is dry, which means no one's used the vehicle during the day. Dr. Roberts, one of the best surgeons in the country, came to his insurance company and said that he had been robbed right in the street. The assistant asked if Dr. Roberts remembered any specific details about the robber. The surgeon said that he couldn't recollect anything because the robber had been fast. Plus, since Dr. Roberts had extremely poor eyesight, he hadn't seen him clearly. The assistant refused to proceed and said that Dr. Roberts was lying and hadn't been robbed. Why didn't he believe Dr. Roberts? Dr. Roberts is a surgeon. Surgeons usually have excellent eyesight. So why did a highly paid surgeon need the insurance money? Hmm.
There was a grand ball organized in honor of Ms. Dell's birthday, and half of the town was invited. Suddenly, the lights in the entire building went off for a couple of minutes. When the lights came back on, Ms. Dell's beautiful diamond earrings were missing. The main suspect was her distant cousin, Sylvia. But the girl said that she had been in the bathroom fixing her makeup. She didn't even notice that the lights had gone out because she'd been busy. Who is lying, Ms. Dell or Sylvia? The lights went out in the entire building. If Sylvia had been fixing her makeup, she would have definitely noticed that something was wrong. Hey, it's dark in here! In a parallel universe, it's only allowed to have fun and eat candies. No one ever reads or studies. Mrs. Relham came back home after a long day at the club. Her three daughters had been staying at home. The woman asked them what they had been doing. Hannah said she'd gone shopping for a new board game and then spent the day playing it with her friends. Elle said that she had been partying with her classmates in the pool. Ava said that she had been binge-watching TV shows all day and eating ice cream. Mrs. Relham could tell that one of her daughters lied. Who was it? It was Hannah. Look, the board game she bought is unpacked. She couldn't be playing it. Four friends were driving to New York City for the weekend. The music in the car was on and everyone was in a good mood. So the driver got distracted and got in a car crash. A police officer arrived and started an investigation. He asked the guys who had been driving, but no one wanted to take the blame. Then the officer inspected the car. Can you tell who was driving? Look, there's a purse hanging on the driver's seat. It must belong to a girl. There's just one girl in the group, so she's likely to be the driver. Mrs. Miller came back home after work and asked what her daughters had been doing all day. They were all grounded and weren't allowed to leave the house or watch TV. Kaylee said that she had been doing housework and had just finished cooking pizza for dinner. Ellery said that she had been upstairs in her room reading. Lilith said that she'd spent the day cleaning her room. Who's lying? It's Kaylee. She said that she had made this pizza herself. But why is there a pizza box in the garbage? She ordered the pizza and was probably doing something else instead. It was a cold fall day. Mr. Jones was at home drinking tea and reading his newspaper. He also peeked out of the window from time to time. There, four teens, Mark, Davin, Bexley, and Penny were having a picnic. Suddenly, a ball broke the window of his living room. The teens started to pack their things. They didn't want to confess who had done this. In the evening, Mr. Jones got a note, but inside, there was just a question mark. Do you know who broke the window? The question mark is a hint. It literally means question mark. So Mark must be the one who did it. 
Adele found her friend Oliver on the floor of his studio in the attic. She called the police. The officer who came asked the girl to tell him what had happened. Adele said that she had been walking past Oliver's house and noticed that the lights had been on. She came up to the window, peeked inside, and saw him on the floor. She called the police and ran into the house. The police didn't believe her. Do you? No, it doesn't sound right. The guy was in the attic. Adele couldn't possibly see him through the window, unless she was 20 feet tall. On Wednesday, a high school student, Layla, went missing. There are three suspects. Mrs. Adams, the director. Mrs. Smith, a school cook. And Mr. Jones, a cleaning man. Mrs. Adams said that she had a lot of work and spent the whole day in her office, never leaving it. Mrs. Smith said that after the working day, she had to stay in the kitchen to do some cleaning before the weekend. Mr. Jones said that he'd left after classes to do some shopping. He only returned several hours later. Who is guilty? There's something suspicious about Mrs. Smith, the cook. It's Wednesday. So what weekend cleaning is she talking about? Richard is walking through the forest barefoot because some monkeys have stolen his shoes. He's cold and hungry. Fortunately, he spots a hut. Smoke is coming out of the chimney and light is shining through the windows. Three paths lead to the house. The first is covered with red hot coals and there are loads of rusty nails on the second one. And the third path is littered with broken glass. Yikes. Which way should Richard choose? It's cold, so Richard can wait until the coals cool down. And while he's waiting, he can warm up next to them. Toby has been wandering through the desert for several hours. The sun's burning his neck. There's nothing but hot sand around. He's run out of all the water he had. Toby gets weaker and weaker, and finally, he falls down. At this moment, he sees two tiny ponds. Toby only has enough strength to get to one of them. Which of these ponds is a mirage, and which is real? The left pond is real. See the clouds above it? It rained there, and the rainwater formed the pond. At the edge of the forest, quite far from the village, there was an old house. Its owner found his TV broken in the morning. Someone had smashed the screen. The owner called everyone who had been in the house that night. A cook, a cleaning lady, and a lawyer. Who broke my TV? The man asked. I was cooking dinner. I didn't touch anything, the cook said. I was cleaning the basement, the cleaning lady answered. I was upstairs. I spent the whole night studying the documents, the lawyer replied. One of them is lying. Who is it? The lawyer. He said he was upstairs, but it's a one-story house. He couldn't be studying the documents on the roof all night. Tom has lost his car keys. He searched every corner in every room, but hasn't found them. The guy goes to the farthest room, looks at the floor, and realizes the keys are hanging on the chandelier. How does Tom know that? 
the floor is reflective. An elderly philosophy teacher began an exam. His students were sitting in their seats, listening to him. Here's a task for you. Prove that everything that happens around me is real, and I'm not sleeping. Whoever writes the most convincing proof will get the highest points. The students had been writing for several hours, but almost no one got a good grade, except for one girl. She wrote an essay consisting of several words. What did she put on paper? You can't read this if you're asleep. By the way, you can use this tip while sleeping. It's almost impossible to read anything in a dream. Therefore, to find out whether you're asleep or not, look at your phone and try to read something. There was an old haunted house in town. Local people were afraid to go there. But one day, three girls and two boys decided to check that place out and record whatever was happening there. They approached the scary building, but one guy, Rob, refused to come in. He said he would wait for his friends outside. The rest of the group went into the house. Rob was nervous. After waiting for them for a few minutes, he was ready to call someone for help. But all four girls and one boy returned at this moment. Rob realized there were g-g-ghosts in the house and ran away from there. How did he know that? Three girls and one boy were in the house, but five people came out. One girl was a spirit. Rob saw her and ran away. Michael is walking along the sidewalk, holding his hands behind his back. A car appears from around the corner behind him. At this moment, Michael is walking near a big puddle. The driver accelerates. He's going to splash the water all over Michael. But at the last moment, he suddenly slows down and drives around the puddle. Why didn't he drench Michael? Michael was carrying a brick behind his back. The driver was afraid that Michael would throw it at his car, so he didn't drive over the puddle. Alexandra is walking around an old castle. There are lots of portraits of kings and queens on the walls. The corridor is lit by candles. Alexandra goes down to the first floor, where several people are dancing. The girl feels as if she has somehow traveled to the previous century. But wait a minute, this is all fake. How did the girl understand that? A hidden camera is installed in the corner of the hall. Also, that dancing girl has a smartwatch on her wrist. See? It's morning. Bob leaves his house and goes to the beach. The sun is peeking over the horizon. The sea is calm. There's no wind. Bob sits down on the sand, closes his eyes, and begins to meditate. Several people come up to Bob and sit down next to him to meditate too. Bob opens his eyes, sees them, and realizes that something's wrong with these people. But what? Look at Bob, and now, at how these people are sitting. They aren't touching the sand. Their bodies are half an inch above the ground. Perfume company hires new staff. First, they have to pass an interview and write an essay about their favorite perfume. 
When the candidates complete these tasks, the director asks them for one more thing. They must swear an oath of loyalty to the company if they want to get a job. Ten people are saying the words of the corporate oath simultaneously. But some of them are cheating. Help the directors figure out who these people are. This guy keeps his fingers crossed. And the man on the left is standing with his legs crossed. They won't be loyal to the company, so the director doesn't hire them. Two influential media moguls are having lunch at an expensive restaurant. They're discussing the merger of their companies. The transaction amount is several billion dollars. They're whispering, since the terms of this deal are top secret, and they suspect that someone can hear them. And they're right. Some curious people are eavesdropping on the conversation between the two businessmen. Try to find them. The girl at the next table is reading a newspaper that is turned upside down. She's obvious trying to overhear what the billionaires are talking about. This guy over there is listening to music, but the headphone wire is not connected to anything. Another girl is sitting at the table in the corner with a cocktail. But instead of an umbrella, there's an antenna in her glass. She's recording the conversation. Where are my employees? A boss shouts. He's furious because three people haven't come to the office. He calls each of them to find out the reason. All three tell him they got ill. The boss doesn't believe them, so they have to arrive at the office. Mary is wearing a warm jacket, hat, and scarf. She sneezes, coughs, and looks sick. Lori is walking on crutches. Her leg is in a cast. Sometime later, Michael appears. He's got a hand injury, and now he can't type. The boss is sure that one of them is faking. Who is it? Mike's left arm is broken, but his phone is in his left pocket. He must have used his broken arm to put it there, which means he's pretending. Apparently, he just didn't want to come to work. Jerry's walking through the woods. He's cold, hungry, and lost. The guy takes a few steps and stops because he hears something. He goes toward the source of the sound and finds a large clearing. There are three houses. Which one should Jerry enter? The house on the left is closed from the outside. There's a lock on the door, see? The house on the right seems safe. But look at these footprints leading to the door. These are wolf paw prints. Jerry should choose the house in the middle. A wanderer has been walking through the desert for several hours. He doesn't have any water left, and he's losing strength. He climbs a low hill and sees three lakes. They're far from one another, and only one of them is real. Help the wanderer distinguish the reality from a mirage. There are palm trees near all the lakes, but only one of them reflects the trees. It means that the lake on the right is real. You're walking along the beach. Suddenly, you hear a scream. A woman is calling for help. She's drowning. You run into the water and swim towards her. As soon as you approach her, you see three more people. They're all screaming, but only one of them needs help. The rest are mer people who want to take you to their kingdom. 
How can you find out which one is human? Dive under the water to see who has a fishtail. Richard likes abandoned buildings and old castles. Today, he's going to check a huge house that belonged to a vampire a long time ago. Well, that's what the legends say. Richard certainly doesn't believe this. He takes his camera and sets off. It's dark and cold inside the house. Crackling sounds are coming from the corridor. Richard shines a flashlight and sees three vampires. Richard starts running away, but then he stops and returns. It seems these vampires are fake. How did the guy understand this? There's a mirror on the ceiling above the first vampire, and he gets reflected there. The second vampire has no fangs. And the third one, uh uh-oh, he seems to be real. Run! Now Richard wants to visit an abandoned hospital. There are rumors that werewolves live there. Richard is sure it's a myth. He's walking around dark hospital wards all night, but finds nothing. He's about to leave, but four men block the exit. They are howling and growling. Which of them is the real werewolf? No one. The full moon is shining through the windows, but these people haven't turned into monsters. But still, Richard runs away. It seems these guys are really crazy. A rich man comes to an exhibition of modern art. He's going to buy a new painting for his collection. The owner of the exhibition shows him three works of different artists. In the first picture, there's a green triangle with a sunflower in the middle. The second painting is of a tiger taking a selfie on his phone. In the third picture, there's a flying house. The collector is sure that one of the paintings is fake. Which one? Each canvas has the artist's signature and the date when it was created. The painting with the tiger is dated 1957. There were no mobile phones and selfies at that time. This picture is fake. Martin's nervous because today is his first DJ performance at an electronic music festival. He goes on the stage. The crowd is cheering. Martin puts on his headphones and turns on the first track. Music is playing, but people aren't dancing. Why? The music is only playing in the DJ's headphones. Martin hasn't connected the wire to the speaker, see? People are sitting in their seats. The lights turn off. Someone is chewing popcorn. Someone else is drinking soda. The movie starts. This is a horror. Someone screams. The ticket taker enters the hall. Several people haven't paid for their tickets. Guess who? No one has a ticket here. Free entrance, the note pinned to the back door claims. Jack is walking through an ancient abandoned city in the desert. Treasure is hidden somewhere here. Jack checks the map and finds the right place. He starts digging. Six hours later, exhausted, he hits something with a shovel. It's a chest. Jack pulls it out of the ground, rips off the rusty lock, and opens it. The chest is filled with ancient gold coins. Each of them costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, Jack is incredibly rich. 
But he shouldn't be happy because all the coins are fake. Why is that? Each coin has a date, 145 BCE. It seems they're really old. But people who lived at that time couldn't write BCE on their coins because they didn't know they lived before the current era. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.